Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast with your host, Father Anthony Tinker, and my compatriot in arms, Father Peter Gerson McConnell. Hello, hello, Father and listeners. Yeah, the two of us once again, Mm -hmm. which is great. Kicking Um, it old school, going back to our roots. We are uh, on a Freedom for the Captive series. That's right. So, you know, uh, in our podcast, we do a lot of series. So, I do uh, recommend going back and looking. We've done a lot of great series over the past, some healing series, some different biblical story series. Uh, you can go back, find ones that interest you. And if you find one interesting, you're going to find about three or four kind of yeah. around that yeah. uh, kind of same theme. So if you don't want to go back and listen to the past three episodes, we've talked about the uh, Daniel Lion's Day. We've talked about Joseph and we've talked about Peter. So we're talking yes. about people in prison and freedom for the captives and what the Lord does in the midst of our captivity and our spiritual captivity, the captivity we are in, how God wants to bring us freedom. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Mm-hmm. We do ask you to uh, like, subscribe, follow. Please, yes. Um, whatever. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. Uh, all welcome Help things. to get the good word out there. Yeah, please, please, please. And, uh, and spread the word about this podcast. We use it as a tool of evangelization. It's so really trying Amen. to get the, the word out to the people of God about the beauty of the Lord's love. Amen. Amen. That's what that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's why we exist, Father. So um, this being <laughs> just uh, the Monday before the Super Bowl, Father, we have to ask, are you rooting for the Chiefs or the 49ers and why? Uh, well, I was initially just pulling for the chiefs. Uh, but then, uh, a a good friend told me that she was from California and she was like, well, you better cheer for the 49ers. And so I feel like I have to, uh, to cheer for the 49ers. Shout out to to Aaron. Okay. Uh, So uh, I'll be, I'll be cheering for the 49ers because I don't really have a team in this, no dog in this fight. And so if it makes my friends happy, then (laughs) <laughs> Got to cheer for him. Yeah. Same thing. My mother was raised in Kansas City. So oh. I will be for the Chiefs for the sake of my mother. I'll be on a plane, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would yeah. For the, for the second, second Super Bowl roll, I think I'm actually yeah. on a plane. Uh, I was so. actually on a plane for the Super Bowl where the Patriots are undefeated and then lost to the Giants. Wow. And I think I like saw the helmet catch like <laughs> through like as I was walking through the airport, like at a ho- at an airport bar, you know. Oh, so that's awesome. For those who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. All right. We are on Acts chapter 16. Father, we give us some context. Uh, but we're talking about Paul and Silas in mm-hmm. prison. We mm-hmm. give some context about how they got there and what's led us to this place of their imprisonment. Yeah. So Paul is, uh, he has this call, this commission from the Lord to, to go around and to, to, to preach and, and to bring people into faith into Jesus Christ. And he's going around and, and establishing churches and, and, and local communities. He wants to go to Asia Minor. And he has this vision in a dream of a man from Macedonia in Greece saying to, to come to him. And they, they were actually told that the spirit prevents him from going there. And then he has this vision and dream, uh, this Macedonian man saying, come, come here. So they go to Greece. He is in Greece and I forget what town he is exactly in Greece for this particular story, but they're they're evangelizing, they're 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 meeting people, they're they're uh, baptizing, people are converting. Uh, very famously, uh, Lydia converts, and as him and Silas are going around and preaching, there is this woman who has uh, a, a, an evil spirit, 
and her family really likes this because it, she the, through this spirit she's able to have some gift of, of divination a gift is probably some curse of divination i would say but but the family really likes it they make money from it and you know she and so but she starts you know saying um that it's interesting what, what she says it is very interesting because she, she says, says yes. these men she's following paul and son mm-hmm. is crying out these men are servants of the most high god who proclaim to you the way of salvation yeah. That's the way she's saying it over yeah. and over yes. and over again, just speaking the truth mm-hmm. of the situation, which is really fascinating. That's what the demon is saying. It's very fascinating. Uh, Paul gets annoyed at this at some point, and maybe it's just the repetition of it. Uh, it might be might be creeping people out the way that she's doing it. I mean, it's obviously not a, a good spirit. I don't know why Paul gets annoyed, but he gets annoyed by it and finally just casts the spirit out of her. But demons are annoying. Demons? <laughs> yes, that's very obvious. Paul's like, get out of here. Yes, that would be very annoying. That's exactly right. Demons are annoying. And Paul's had enough of this demon, cast it out of her, and her family gets very upset about this. They've just lost a source of income. So they then go to the officials of the town and saying that they're bothering people and they get then beat and imprisoned. And then uh, she, the crowd joins them. Yes. So Paul and Silas have been going around. We've had some 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 pretty uh, big conversions. Lydia, the seller of purple cloths. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, this demon cast out. Timothy actually joins in the beginning of chapter 16. Right. Timothy joins along. Timothy joins. They, they, who's telling him, hey, this is the way of salvation. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should pay attention. Mm-hmm. And he's cast out a demon. So it's kind of like you feel like the crowds are kind of moving in their favor. And then all of a sudden, like these owners of the slave girl who's, um, d- who's d- ca- um, delivered, um, they get the whole crowd just like yeah. that. Just like, hey, these are Jews. They're against the Romans. Like take care of them, and the whole crowd. So it says the the whole crowd joins in attacking them, and the the magistrates tore the garments off them. So it's like kind of like the judges coming off the bench, mm. like ripping the garments off of them, and beat gave orders to beat them with rods, and the crowd just starts taking rods, just beating them like publicly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 just how the enemy stirs up, mm-hmm. you know. Not happy to be cast out, mm-hmm. not happy to, um, that freedom came to the captives. Yeah. And a realization, so we talk about freedom, the captives, talk about Paul and Silas and their captivity, but this girl was a captive. Yes. Physically a captive, she was a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then spiritually a captive to this demon. And Paul and Silas come to bring freedom through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ yeah. uses them to bring freedom to this captive. Um, but the enemy's not happy about it. Yeah. And what's the response to Paul and Silas doing this great deed? Well, they get beaten with rods and thrown in jail. Yeah. And just to recognize that um, suffering happens mm-hmm. when we follow Jesus. There is no other way in the cross. Yeah. And oftentimes we like we we walk away because we don't want the suffering. But suffering it's it's kind of like um a mine. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get to the gold, you got to use the dynamite, you know, to blow up in the hole. You got to chisel it all out, right? Yeah. To get the gold out, you, you it has to blow things up. You have to to root out everything that's not the gold. And and that in our own lives for the freedom to come, you know, we have to recognize persecution will come as well. Suffering will come, but the Lord will use the suffering if we let him. We want to be mature and sober in our walk with the Lord. We don't want to just, we don't want to attribute everything to to evil spirits and, and demonic influence, but but there also is the reality that there is a spiritual realm, there's spiritual warfare, and that when we are trying to serve the Lord and are serving the Lord, that this is going to annoy demons and they will retaliate uh, and tried to come against us and things like that. And so, you know, you guys just had a very blessed trip to Dallas with 
uh, our youth here on, on the, the, the native, with the native Americans and just a lot of beautiful things, a lot of strongholds in, in their lives being dismantled, uh, just a lot of love being poured into their hearts and then being set free in, in different ways. And then, you know, we were somewhat joking that when we got home, just the house started to, to fall apart. You know, <laughs> our washer started to flood uh, and, and things like that. And we we're like, OK, you know, maybe this is just the some retaliation from 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 evil spirits who are just upset at the good work that that is being done and not to. Um, and I tell this, it was, it was almost comical for us, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, a big retaliation or anything like that. And, and, but we, but just to recognize that that is part of the Christian life. We want to be mature with that. We want to be sober with it. We don't want to attribute everything to that, but recognize that it is, it's a reality. Yeah. And that's what happens here. They, they, there's this retaliation to their ministering to the gospel. And, and so they're thrown in jail and the jailer is told to keep them. So he puts them in the innermost part of the jail. And he fastens feet, their feet yes. in socks. I um, actually went to this jail. Really? Um, wow. And uh, so it's it's more like, um, now I went to Paul's, uh, sorry, I went to Paul's jail. In, in, in Rome. Rome, yes. I did not go to this jail. Forgive yeah. me, I was going to explain the jail. But I was like, you were in Greece? How did I Greece? miss this? Yeah. yeah. One day, one day we'll one get day. you in that prison file. <laughs> I do want to go to Greece. <laughs> yeah, Okay, sure. and, and here's their response. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the, it will stop there. Um, this is the, the, so they were beaten today. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're, they're in jail. Their feet are, are chained up. Mm -hmm. And it's midnight. So they're probably exhausted. Mm -hmm. What's their response? They're singing, praying and singing hymns to God. Yeah. How beautiful. You want to be free from the captivity yeah. in your life? Mm -hmm. This is the response. The, the singing and praying. Hymns to God. Yeah. Um, they, 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 their response to it all is giving their hearts fully over to the Lord. In, in particular, you know, through praise, mm -hmm. the worship of God. Um, we oftentimes, you know, we can kind of maybe little do a silent prayer in our hearts. We can kind of get real quiet, close our eyes, silent time. I really highly recommend those things. Yes. But there's something about this jubilant exaltation yeah. of God in the midst of prison. Like I'm going to like the three young men in the fire furnace dance around and sing praises to God, and the whole world's going to hear it. Yeah. That their proclamation, this, there's times to, to that we go to our room, we shut the door, and we pray. There's other times where we make a public display of our affection for God, mm -hmm. like David dancing for the ark. Yeah. And Paul and Silas are publicly to the whole jail, praising, praying to God. And we see that uh, the next line, and the prisoners were listening to them. Mm -hmm. So all the other prisoners, they're not like, shut up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> be quiet. Yes. They're, they're, they're enthralled and enraptured. Why? Because the spirits come. The yeah. peace of God has come into that jail where there was darkness, where there was affliction, mm. where there was um, anger and fear. The peace of God comes and, and, and it's enraptured the hearts of these fellow prisoners. It makes me think of a couple different things. I, I, it makes me wonder, first of all, you know, what were they singing? Uh, and I would imagine that they were probably singing the Psalms, uh, which then... Which then, you know, if they were doing that, then, then that means that they had to have some or many or if not all of the Psalms memorized so that they could then sing them from memory. Um, and I think that is, I think that's really, really beautiful. I think that's really, really important. I think that, I think there's something that, that we can learn from that where 
where they don't, where I think we're so used to having just, you know, I, mean, I have a Bible in front of me right now. I, you know, I carry it in my backpack. We have our phones with our Bible app. And, you know, I, sometimes I listen to it as I'm driving and things like that. But, uh, but they just had these, they had these words just in their hearts so that no matter where they went, the word was with them. And I think there's something so important about just committing some of our favorite passages to scripture, some of our favorite Psalms to, to, to memory so that, in these moments of darkness, in these moments of imprisonment, in these moments of trial, that um, that our hearts are still free. We don't need anything else. Um, that we can just give ourselves over to spontaneous praise in this way because we have these words memorized, and that even then, and, and maybe they were um, maybe they were spontaneous songs, but they would have then been informed by and inspired by other things that the, the scriptures that they had memorized, mm -hmm. that they would have been the, the same themes and things like that. And they would have known how to pray because they just had the word of God in their hearts. Um, and it makes me think too of, you know, Lord, forgive me. I don't know the, the, the chapter and verse where, where St. Paul will say in one of his letters that the word of God cannot be chained, yeah. um, that I'm chained right now, but the word of God will not be chained. And, and we're about to see what the word of God is about to do, uh, even as he is in chains. Yeah. And probably the Philippians hymn. I was thinking of those as well. That, that yes. There, we know that there were hymns that the early Christians yes. were singing. We see, we see them right down in scripture. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God yeah. something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. Yes. Born in the likeness of men. That, that we have these things, that, that these hymns that were being sung. We don't know that, that what, what they were sung to, but these mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful songs. Um, so it's important. Also, I know I found this in my own life. Yeah. Freedom of captivity. <clears throat> just driving along. And, um, it just in a, in a place, you know, yeah. either struggling with anger, struggling emotionally, um, you know, and then just letting a song come out, you know, uh, I, I was, I wrote a newsletter, if you get our newsletters, but I was, you know, we had like a number of deaths right in our all tragic. Yeah. And I was actually driving to the hospital, um, on a Sunday afternoon, it's already exhausted. We had a funeral and this guy who'd, you know, shot his girlfriend and, and then shot himself. Mm. And he's in the hospital dying and they call me the anointing. And I'm just like, like emotionally, like, yeah. like don't if, think I have anything left to give this family. Cause it's already been like three or four of these types of same situations. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, like these, this family needs me. And I've got nothing in the tank. Mm -hmm. like, and it's a Sunday afternoon. Like I've already <laughs> just given everything I've got. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how he loves mm. um, the song by David Crowder just yes. coming to my lips, my heart and, and on the radio, I just start singing along and just thinking of the Lord's love. Yeah. And, and then for all of us, that these these songs that that are in our hearts, these hymns, maybe from our childhood, from church, um, <clears throat> they they can be things we turn to, um, just like we turn to secular songs at times. Right. We're happy. We start singing like yeah, the happy song by Pharrell or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But but in reality, like there's these these hymns that that, that are scripture based. Not not that every you know. Uh, thing on the radio, a Christian song, is that going to be one of these things for you? Yeah. But there's some that are going to be really scriptural based songs that are in praise of God that they, they can put words to where your heart is. Mm -hmm. And in and, and that, um, Paul and Silas are there in jail. And the thing, though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to grasp at. Rather, he emptied himself and yeah. took the form of a slave. And like, here I am yes. imprisoned. In the form of a slave. In the form of a slave. Chained and, and up. And Jesus did the same. Yeah. And they're just singing this hymn and it's right where their hearts are. Yeah. 
And if they're singing the Philippians hymn, which I think will be one of the hymns they were singing. Yeah. Um, and how beautiful that is. And it's an encouragement to us in our midst of our captivity to recognize that these songs you hear at church, the songs that you hear on Christian radio, to get them into your heart, mm-hmm. to think about them, the, the psalms, especially the psalms that are put into song. Yeah. And to sing them in these times because they can give utterance to what's going on in our hearts. It's so, it, it reminds me just of the, just the power of music. I am... I'm always shocked and astounded at that. Like I might hear a song that I haven't heard in 10 years and I can just start singing it. I know the words and I'm like, I haven't listened to this song in over a decade. And yet uh, there's something just about music that really embeds itself deeply in, in our memory. And I think that it is like a very easy way to memorize scripture as, as, when it, it's with a melody and, and, and so I think that that's, that's so important as well as, is just recognizing that like, it might be hard to memorize scripture, but it's easy to memorize a song. And so even if you just have to make up your own melody to, to your favorite Psalm to, and I, I mean, Psalm 23 has been put to, to music so many times and things like that. And so, um, or Mary's Magnificat, you know, uh, our John Michael Talbot has a great, a beautiful oh, yeah. version of oh, yeah. the Magnificat that I love to sing. And so there's just, uh, a lot of ways in which we can just help ourselves by memorizing scripture through song. I mean, just to keep nailing on this point. Yeah. But um, when you get squeezed, what's inside comes mm-hmm. out. Yes. I mean, so you like if you, if you ever drop something on your your foot, right? <laughs> what comes out at that moment is totally unfiltered. Yes. Right. Doesn't matter what. Yes. Kids or anything else. And if you got anger in your heart, yeah, cussing will come out. Yes. But if you, if you don't, like there can be a time because there are times in my life when I dropped a hammer myself and, you know, some bad words, come out, <laughs> you know, and, and now, um, uh, you know, usually, you know, I, it's a, you know, I'll praise God, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, it, maybe not that, that nice of a, but it's usually mm-hmm. not like anger, or bitterness, you yeah. know, that's coming out of my lips in those moments. Um, when you get squeezed, yeah. what's going to come out. And if you feed yourself, with a bunch of anger in your music, mm-hmm. you feed yourself with a bunch of, of sadness in your music, you feed yourself with a bunch of whatever in your music, um, then when you get squeezed, that's what's going to start coming out, not just of your lips, but in your actions. Mm-hmm. But if you can fill yourself with light and life in the gospel, yeah, when you get squeezed, it's going to come out. So importance to really, not that you only have to listen to Christian music, but you should have songs that are deeply embedded within you. Praise songs to God that when things get tight, when you're thrown in jail one day for the faith, yep. like you like Maximilian Colby are leading the other starving prisoners yeah. in, in song mm. because it's so deeply ingrained within you. Yeah. I think just one, maybe the last reflection on this too, is that um, I, th- I think song is an expression of, 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 of freedom and peace and joy. Um, it actually reminds me of, of, of the movie, the sound of freedom and the movie ends like they, they save the little girl. And then the movie ends with her just singing in her room. And that like the sound of freedom is, is the song of a child, yeah. um, that, that there's, there's innocence there, there's freedom there, there's security there, there's joy there, there's peace there. And so, um, I think that's just an important disposition that we want to keep in our hearts that no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation is, that that we can be free enough in our hearts and our relationship with the Lord to to sing a song of praise to him, regardless of what's happening with us. And suddenly, 
And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Um, the Lord says the captives, mm -hmm. like how beautiful that, um, when it's a, a great earthquake, yeah. like the, the, it's, things are shaken. Um, so much so that like chains are broken yep. and doors are flung open. And so this is, uh, the, you know, the foundations of the prison are shaken. And that's what the Lord does. He shakes the foundations mm. of the prisons. Because those prisons, they're not the rock. Jesus is the rock. Mm. And sometimes we make the prison our, our reality, our, yeah. our um, what we think is real. And, and, and at the end of the day, what we see, this flesh, it's not the deepest reality. Yeah. That the spiritual reality is the deepest reality. That Jesus Christ is the truth. And so the prison, it doesn't have the victory. Mm -hmm. And when God decides he wants to show up, the prison is shaking because it can't stand. It doesn't have a foundation that stands against yes. the truth, which is the rock of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So everything's unfastened. Everybody's set free. And then the jailer wakes up and he sees everything's open. He's like, oh boy. So he draws his sword <laughs> yes. to kill himself. Yes. Supposing that all the prisoners have escaped. It was interesting. He's like, he doesn't even check to see if the prisoners have escaped. No, he's just like, it's over. He's like, oh boy, <laughs> things are bad. But Paul, and you, you would just assume inspired by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. because it doesn't seem like Paul can see the guy. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we're all here. Because if he could see Paul, yeah. he would have known Paul was still there. Yeah. So they can't see each other. But, but this, this beautiful inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when Paul just cries out, don't harm yourself, we're all here. Mm -hmm. and, and the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Yeah. Um, and they brought them out, what must do to be saved? We'll talk about that in a second. But this is beautiful encounter of the jailer who all, all of a sudden everything changes. Yeah. No, it, 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 I would imagine that the jailer also was had heard them singing, you know what I mean? And so that he knows that these are different prisoners. These are not the usual guys that we lock up. These guys are not acting like criminals. They're not acting, you know, these guys are free, even though they're chained and there's something different and peaceful about them. And then, and then he his life is spared because of them. And, and so, yeah, I think like just the, the Lord, uh, just being so powerfully present in Paul and Silas, um, just overflows onto this guy who's actually probably the real captive in this story. Well, he's asleep. Isn't it interesting? All the prisoners are awake listening to Paul and Silas, mm. not just physically awake, but spiritually awake, attuned to the movement of the spirit. Mm. This jailer who can hear the song, supposedly when they start, yeah. falls asleep. He's not spiritually awake. He's not spiritually attuned. Yeah. Um, because though he is free from his the chains, he's imprisoned to his own sin. His own fear, his own, his own despair. You know, he doesn't even, he's so overwhelmed by what just happened that he just immediately goes into fear and despair to, to take his own life, which is an ugly, ugly chain. And then uh, obviously he, he says, what I would do be saved. And mm -hmm. um Behold, believe in Lord Jesus should be saved in the whole household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. So I'm guessing the jail's in his house or maybe he takes okay, him yeah. over the house. Like yeah. It's hard to, you know, it's, they're moving and grooving with the story. Mm -hmm. um, and they took him in the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Yeah. Um, just to say that's uh, and one of the um, beliefs in infant baptism from the church, mm -hmm. because we believe his whole family, his whole household would have included infant children, children, um, not just adults. And so um, Paul's like, time to get baptized. He's like, I baptize everybody. We're yeah. going. Um, I, I love, 
Fine. I, I love that that uh, Luke, who we believe wrote the Acts of the Apostles, um, that he makes note that that they he washes their wounds, and I think that he does that. I'm assuming that he's talking about literally, but I think he's also, I think this is spiritually as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the, what is baptism? But other than the washing of our wounds, the wound of original sin, the wound of the sins that we've committed. And that, I think that's just a really beautiful image of, of I think sometimes our woundedness are our prisons more often than not, that we are captive to our patterns of behavior and the way that we act out of our wounds um, we can just nurse our wounds and just, you know, we're angry at someone and there's a wound there and we're just going to like keep it open and, and just stay in that resentment. And that I think it's, I think it's just so beautiful an image of, of thinking of, of that wound being washed, um, cleansed, purified of the balm, uh, as, as an image of being set free. Paul and Silas then you know, the next morning, the police are sent to go and say, you can be released. And Paul and Silas are like, you beat us publicly. <laughs> We're Roman citizens. Yes. And if you want us to go quietly, come yourselves to mm-hmm. the judges. So the judges come with like their tail between their legs. Yes. These men who the day before had, you know, ripped Paul and Silas' clothes off, mm-hmm. condemned them to be beaten, you know, and watched it, and encouraged them to throw them in jail. The next day, they're begging Paul and Silas for forgiveness. <laughs> Again, what well, he says, the captive is free. Like yeah. Paul and Silas are the only ones who are free in this story. Like mm-hmm. they're the free ones. Yeah. And this is what we lose, lose track of it. We think so much in the exterior is like Paul and Silas, are the ones jailed, how tried, they're the ones beaten, how terrible it is. No, no, no. Everyone else is a captive. These yep. jailers get these magistrates are captives. They're like, uh, we, you know, um, to capture their own sin, their own anger, their own passion. They can't even help themselves. Mm-hmm. They realize the next day they did something wrong and they have to get them like with their tail between their legs. Um, the, the true freedom, it's not in the exteriors. Mm-hmm. It's not exterior things, not the exterior realities. Like the true freedom can be found in our hearts and our souls. And no one can take that away from us. No one can take the true freedom and peace we have from God. We can freely give it away through sin, but nobody can take it away from us. Yes. It's also, I think Paul teaches us too, that there is forgiveness, but there's also justice. Um, and, and that, you know, he was deeply wronged and that he recognizes that, that justice needs to be, um, there's certainly forgiveness for them, but there also has to be justice for them. And so, uh, I, I think that's also just an important thing to, to, to remember that, um, that for those who put us in prison, um, that we leave with like the, that the Lord, the Lord is just. The Lord is just, and 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 it's, we leave it up to Him to to meet out His justice um, in His time and how He will. Amen. Um, now we're at a bit of an impasse Ooh. because I had everything scheduled out to yes. finish our final questions. Yes, and that would have been the fictional character with Brother Paul. We're mm-hmm. going to finish this Freedom in the Captive series. We're going to hear his fictional character, and we're going to move on to our next question next time. Yeah, Brother Paul isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> the best laid plans of my son. Yeah. And and uh, and so I was not prepared to think of something else uh, yes. in order to um so we have to guess what we think Ooh, Brother Paul's fictional character. Yes. We think I mean, we hold all things in common, why. even our opinions. Yeah. So, so his if, his opinion. Who do you is now think we're giving Brother Paul who he's gonna be sitting with fictional character? Interesting. And the fish fictional world's book character, movie character, he would like to sit and have a cup of coffee or a meal with. Ah, uh, wow. That's a great question. Who do I think Brother Paul would choose? 
I'm going to say um, either Father Zosima or Alyosha from the Brothers Karamazov. Yeah, great choices. Why? What brings? Them, why? Why those? Well, I know. I know he 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 loves that book, uh, and those are uh, two of the more spiritually mature. Uh, characters in that book and and Alyosha is sort of the the embodiment of of Dostoevsky's solution and answer to the problem of evil and so I think just kind of talking to Alyosha about that you know and, and his brothers are crazy and his father's crazy and he was in a monastery with Zosima you could hear those stories as well and so that's what uh, I don't know. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Maybe I might be projecting, you know, I might, yeah. <laughs> but, but I know he, I know that is a, a, an impactful book. And so, um, I'll go a similar answer, a different book. Yes. But he loves the book, Le Miserable. Yes. I do think he would choose the Bishop oh, from Le Miserable. Excellent. Possibly Jean Valjean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, you know, the Bishop having a meal with him, this just saintly character. Yes. Um, he's actually based on a real, real character with Bishop who's causes up. Yeah. I think that's who he's going to sit with and have his, his meal with. So he's made, made a very holy choice. We've given, we've given. Yeah. We've really just, you know, probably given him more. He probably would pick like, you know, I'm just joking. Batman or something. (laughs) (laughs) He will confirm for us when he joins us on the next podcast. Will you close us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly father, we ask that you would pour forth your spirit. Uh, upon all those who are listening, who find themselves uh, chained in any way, uh, Lord, and that you would just inspire them with a song, uh, that you would put your words into their heart and into their mouth, that they might sing a song of praise and of joy uh, in you who are the deliverer, you who set the captives free, uh, that they might experience freedom and deliverance in their own life, uh, and that you would wash over their wounds now uh, to heal them and deliver them. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon all of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www. Dot become fire dot faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.